Hello and welcome to Growing Tech Fast, the condensed podcast in which we discuss growing tech startups with those who have grown them. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Santo Crisquolo. Now, Santo is SVP of Growth at New Engine, a digital marketing agency that helps brands at all maturity levels, from heritage to disruptor, to learn, evolve, and thrive. Now, Santo has spent his 30-year career in advertising and marketing, helping his teams and his clients innovate and grow. He began his career in broadcast media and transitioned to digital in the late 90s, leading strategy, marketing, and sales at companies like Microsoft, Adobe, and United Online, as well as various tech startups, with one of those on VIA, resulting in a successful IPO. He has worked with numerous Fortune 500 brands, all kinds of agencies, just about all the major publishers, SSPs, and DSPs, and negotiated over $1 billion in contracts in his career. Santo, absolute pleasure to have you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me, Connor. I am uh, uh, chuffed to bits to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. It's great to have you. And I, the place I always like to kind of start, really, Santo, is to look um, at your current situation. We just discussed there, you're obviously SVP of growth at New Engine. And the first question that always comes to, to my mind is there's so much opportunity and choice out there, right? So what is it that made you choose specifically to join New Engine out of all the other possible companies I'm sure you could have uh, chosen to pursue? Yeah, sure. So, um, you know, first, everything media related, content, advertising, marketing, uh, understanding consumer behavior, uh, analytics, technology, the intersections of all of these things present, I think, really fascinating opportunities and, and challenges to solve. So it always keeps it fresh and interesting. And as a, 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 a full funnel uh, agency with, uh, you know, a, a high degree or high focus on, on digital, um, certainly all of that uh, new engine plays a plays a role in all of that and um next when i spoke with the president and C ceo at the time you know this is two years ago new engine was at a stage where uh marketing sales biz dev partnerships um how we market the agency our our team structure um how we engage with brands uh pre-contract how we col uh, collaborate internally to create bespoke engagements for for the brands we work with all of this had to be rethought um, retooled and rebuilt in order to scale the business. And I had done a fair amount of this sort of work in past roles, but never on the agency side. So it prevented a, a really compelling opportunity. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, and then it comes down to the people, which always it plays a factor in, in, in all my decisions about what's the next role I'm going to take on. And, and I mentioned, you know, the conversation I had with the CEO and the president, and I knew I knew within about five or 10 minutes that I wanted to work with these guys. It was really clear that our values aligned. Um, they, I, I think of them as hungry, humble, and smart. They're very pragmatic and creative forward thinkers, uh, exactly the sort of people I wanted to work with. You know, in your career, you spend a lot of time with the people you work with. And so um, it's super important to have some sort of alignment of values and, and, and vision and, 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 uh, and how you lead. And, and I would say, well, I'll, I'll finish with this, the last, so two years in, arguably the toughest two years any of us have ever faced, right? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really thrilled with what we've accomplished so far in the direction we're heading. Good. Absolutely. I love the emphasis on the people. I think you're right. You know, you spend more time with those people than you often do with your own family. Actually. So, yeah. so important. And that's a great, I think, trio to have. I think you said hungry, humble and smart. So that's really cool. Um, and yeah, as you said, it's been quite the journey. I think anyone who joined a company 
two years ago has been through <laughs> been through quite the mill I imagine getting um you know kind of I imagine things have obviously been very different than what you would have imagined coming in however obviously you have had some fantastic growth over there and congratulations I think it'd be admirable in any context let alone obviously what we've had with the pandemic I know you know recently named in Inc. Uh, 5000's fastest growing companies in America 2021 Adweek's fastest growing companies as well, again, in 2021. Um, it's really, really impressive, first and foremost, Santa. But I'm, what I'm really keen to understand is what you would say have been some of the biggest contributors to that growth. Sure, sure. Well, look, first, thanks for highlighting the, the awards. And um, a thought or two before I answer your question, we don't win them without the partners and team pulling in the same direction, right? And we're, we're lucky enough to work with some really innovative brands and uh, our media and creative teams are, are full of excellent subject matter experts. And so they really embody that hungry, humble, and smart mentality I, I mentioned. And then I think, <clears throat> look, I, I, it would be disingenuous if, if I didn't mention the impact uh, or the context of the, of the pandemic. And, mm -hmm. and in that first year, right, brands really had to expand uh, their digital initiatives because it was the only way to keep businesses going, right? <laughs> Given stay-at-home orders and social distancing guidelines. And then, and then we come out of it, right? And things are feeling better. And then the great resignation uh, begins. And, and here in the States, um, it's something like three or 4% of, uh, of the workforce is turned over every month, right? So create some serious hurdles for uh, additional hurdles for brands. And so, and I promise I'm getting to your question, Connor, but um, our founders and much of its, the original New Engine team came out of Zulily. And if you're not familiar with Zulily, it's a flash deal site with thousands of SKUs that change every single day, right? And in three or four years, they achieved a three, I think it was a $3 billion IPO. And so in order to make this happen, a large part of that was developing the mindset, the skills, the strategy, the tactics. And now I'm getting to your, your question, the structure, the processes that allow them or that would allow them to be uh, extremely agile. And over the last five years, we've taken that knowledge and experience gained uh, there and built a full funnel digital agency with the intent to be the agile marketing arm for our clients, right? So it's first that uh, commitment to a mindset and approach to everything we do around agility. And so pandemic comes along, chaos ensues, um, and we were well positioned to uh, and very adept at pivoting and navigating change. And I'm not, not saying it was easy because it wasn't, it was absolutely difficult for all of us on, on, on many, many levels, but without that agility and that mindset built around agility, it would have been a lot tougher. And I don't think uh, we'd be talking about uh, the words that you mentioned. And so what drove our growth? I mentioned agility. I touched on marketing and our marketing and advertising expertise. And I touched on people and, and I think, um, uh, we think of marketing as a team sport in the extreme. And so the number of moving pieces on the client side and on the new engine side is super, super high. And if we're not all aligned, and this is, I think, you can have a great product, you can have great creative, you can have a great marketing team, but if everybody's not aligned and pulling in the same direction um, and you know, uh, goals and objectives, how we make decisions, the values we use to make those decisions, the data we consider is our source of truth, what the target audience is, the tech we're going to use without that align, alignment, I don't think we, I, don't, I think it's almost impossible to grow. And so we have worked really hard as a company internally and then with our clients to make sure we're aligned on all of those things. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah, I don't think there's any, um, whether it's sales leader that I've spoke to, business leader, or anyone who hasn't mentioned the word Santo 
agility, the need to pivot as well. I think that's obviously been crucial for any and all businesses and probably really spans the horizon um, of companies that have been you know, successful and managed to, to grow throughout COVID. So it's interesting. Um, I just want to hone in on now something that we've spoken about a bit before, Santo, and that's the this idea of um, the importance of kind of diversifying your marketing channels, right? Um, I think it'd be a really interesting topic. So I just want you to talk a little bit more about new engines approach specifically to ensuring that your client partners are getting the most out of their marketing channels. Sure, sure. Well, God, we could talk about this for hours. The, <laughs> the number of options for consumers to engage with brands uh, is soaring. New emerging social media players, uh, new streaming mm -hmm. services. Um, Google and Facebook are working to own the entire user experience from like I'm mildly interested in mountain bikes to I'm buying a mountain bike <laughs> and going on a mountain bike trip, for example. Um, obviously, Amazon's dominance comes into play and, and other brands like uh, Walmart are creating marketplace ecosystems. Um, add privacy first tech and regulation. And, and uh, I think consumers are more discerning than ever. So brands are facing some really serious challenges on, on this front. And so everything we do uh, is bespoke for each brand, but generally we take an audience centric approach. We start with market research, the vertical landscape, uh, competitive analysis and, and insights that come from managing about a billion dollars of media across all of the, uh, the digital channels, um, uh, across brands that span everything from home improvement to um, healthy soda pop and, and uh, to cryptocurrency, right? So lots of different channels, lots of dollars uh, and insights that come out of that. And, and then, um, you know, we develop uh, the target audience, uh, we define the, the channels and, and then we test, learn and iterate. And we're, we're continuously redefining uh, or refining the target audience while optimizing creative and channel mix uh, uh, based on the performance, based on the data that comes from all of that. Awesome. Yeah, I think it's really interesting was what you said about, <laughs> you know, there's so many, so many avenues now, probably more avenues now than ever, right, Santa, in the ways in which consumers can interact with their brands. Um, you think said new emerging social channels. I think, um, yeah, I, I'm way behind the times with these. You know, I, this this new rise of, you know, TikTok even is, is so big now, right? And it's just, I think, just getting more and more bigger and bigger, the, the ways in which we can interact. So I, I think it's really, really interesting, she said, that this needs to diversify. And what I want to get at next is obviously with, Santo, that um, that sheer volume of ways in which people can can interact. I think it's also fair to say, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's probably there's more noise than ever across all these platforms as well. So, I guess with that comes a real need for brands to produce, you know, compelling creative content that can break through the noise. So, I just want to kind of tap into to your um, thoughts and New Engine's idea and how they they view creative development. And how do you ensure the creative um, content you're developing on behalf of clients is actually having, you know, maximum impact? Yeah, no, it, look, it's a great question. And, and, you know, you mentioned TikTok and, and I didn't even mention the rise of influencers, right? And, mm. and the last uh, data I saw, it's like billion dollar sort of channel now, right? Influencer yeah. making, you know, not anyone influencers making a billion dollars, but, <laughs> but across the industry, right? That there's just, um, uh, Tons and tons of money there, and so I think a couple of a couple of things come come to to mind when you ask about creative and mm. and brands, agencies, 
marketing consultants, you, you name it, right? Really have to expand their definition of creative. It's no longer a banner ad, right? It's streaming on YouTube. It's content that influencers produce. And, mm -hmm. and then it's all the traditional stuff that, um, uh, you know, your traditional sort of TV type ads that you might see on linear television or, um, or on a streaming service like uh, YouTube TV or, or Hulu, for example, right? So expand the definition. Uh, and, and then look, we, we have, we've always believed, um, that creative is a lever that you can pull to drive growth. And, and, you know, to your point, it is going, to, it, it is playing a bigger role. It's going to play an even, even bigger role. And, um, and we think of it as, uh, an always on flywheel and not something that is planned and locked in every six months or every year, um, the technology, the channels. Uh, consumer behavior is just changing way, way too fast for that. So it's something we've got to set up, uh, develop that mindset and set up the tactics process strategies that I keep talking about so that you can um, uh, take advantage of whatever happens to be going on in the marketplace or minimize risk that is created by what's going on in the marketplace. And look, 100% of our clients and 100% of the prospects that we talk to are emotionally invested in their brands. And so um, creating a flywheel that that is you know always on test learn it, rapid test learn iterate it's it's a bit of a scary proposition for for a lot of folks and so uh, we developed a variety of approaches that we can deploy based on the needs of the brand and their level of comfort in exploring the boundaries of their brand which means mm -hmm. um, like I say everything we do is custom and, and and bespoke not just the creative but how we engage with the teams um, from creating original assets to simply taking the assets that they already have and, and creating the sandbox that we can play in and, and then uh, and then optimizing within those. Um, that said, there's a common de denominator for all the engagements and it's that alignment, again, alignment between our media team, our creative team and our, our analytics team. They work really closely with the clients to uh, ensure we understand where there are opportunities to scale and, and where we need to pull back. And, all our creative folks, graphic motion designers, copywriters, uh, videographers, producers, photographers all, photographers, all of them approach creative development and optimization with a performance mindset. Mm -hmm. Amazing, thanks for sharing. There was something there, Santosh, just come to mind, I can't remember what it quite was, um, like you said, I think when you were talking about, you know, how, um, I think you were talking about advertising, you kind of touched on ads and, you know, how we have to get beyond just that, but made me think it was, it was interesting to get your perspective not something we've spoke about before but it's something a few um of my clients have been discussing which is how how impactful is i guess the death of, of the cookie and you know the idea of this <laughs> third-party data i don't know if you've got any ideas on that and how that might actually be changing the landscape potentially yeah gosh i'll, I'll tell you so um i was i just spent last week in new york and we we met with probably I know 15 to 18 clients over a three-day period and, and it's a first market trip in 23 months so <laughs> it's really fantastic to get yeah. back out there and in person and this question came up with with every single one of them and and um you know we've seen across the board anywhere from 30 to 40 percent sort of uh you, you know negative impact on um on facebook specifically because yeah. of the ios 14 updates and uh and and look man it's not it's not going to get easier in the short term. You know, Google is uh, slated to um, uh, deprecate cookies. I think in 2023, mm -hmm. that may or may not happen. There's, um, you know, if if they do that and they take that away from 
everybody else, but they still have the ability to do it. Well, is that, you know, is that a monopoly of some sort? Are there some, some um, you know, would Google be in violation of some, you know, basic trade practices? And so that may, uh, that may be pushed out, but look, man, it's, it, like I say, it's not getting easier. And so we talked a little bit about um, uh, channel mix and, and uh, um, you know, the need to, um, to explore uh, other other channels, right? So, um, we work with our clients on a low risk low risk testing strategies to explore new channels, new audiences, and creative. And uh, and I think um, again that always on that that test, learn, iterate flywheel, um, the willingness to I think loosen the reins a little bit on your brand and the way that you've done things in the past. It will be extremely difficult to replace that 30 to 40% that has been impacted on Facebook. And so you've got to find other channels. And so um, we're making bets on marketplaces. And, and I, we talked just a little bit about influencer marketing, mm. uh, all this, you know, the, the TikToks, the YouTubes, uh, you know, that sort of creative and that sort of engagement. Uh, I also think that um, it's really important going forward to uh, pay attention or what we would call social listening and awareness, yeah. right? great deal of polarization throughout the world right now and you combine this with the immediacy of content and technology today so got to be aware and sensitive uh to consumer mood it's more important than ever and then i think a, a really holistic approach that is focused on uh, uh sorry holistic measurement approach that is that is focused on business impact and not just channel level views this will help with budget agility because brands won't be tied so tightly to their channel level kpis yeah, really interesting. It's such a great topic of conversation at the moment. It's certainly something that's been discussing um, a lot with our clients as well. So you're really interested to get your, your thoughts and take on that. So cool. I know we're coming up to the end of time, Santa, but I just want to take, um, I guess, to kind of wrap things up, actually. We've talked a lot around the last couple of years and the tremendous work you've been doing at New Engine. But as I briefly mentioned in my introduction, you've had a fantastic career, actually, being part of a, a whole different number of types of organisations, large corporations to actually successfully, you know, scaling company through to an IPO. So what would be most interesting, I guess I want to I want to get your thoughts on is you would have seen a lot of growth over your time. And we've spoke about that specifically in New Engine. So there could be some overlap here. But what what I'd like to know and what our listeners frequently ask Santo is, is any, you know, secret source around growth. So I'm, I'm trying to get a gist here from the breadth of your experience. Are there any consistent traits you see in these companies where, you know, you've seen and been part of dynamic growth or any particular strands that you would say they're always there? Yeah, no, it, it, look, it's a good question. And I, 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 I don't know if I have an answer that will be super unique. I, I think there's some call it tried and true or tested principles, but um, uh, you know, customer centric approach. One of, one of the things I appreciate about new engine is um, I, obviously our founders, the senior leadership team, the investors, they want to drive ROI, right? That's why we, a big reason why we get into business. But um, where you focus, do you focus on driving your revenue or do you focus on doing great work on behalf of your clients, partners, and community? And we're of the belief and, and where I've seen um, businesses do best and, and where we have, in, where I've enjoyed my time the best is when we're focused on doing good work being of service to those those groups that I mentioned, revenue. If you do, I believe if you do those things, and I think uh, our senior leadership team believes if you do those things, revenue will follow. So that's that's important. I think um, 
a, a self-reflective mindset, right? Uh, um, adapt or die. And, and there are lots of businesses that we could name brands that um, at, when, they, when they were founded were on the very, very cutting edge and they didn't adapt and, and they're no longer in business or, or they are a fraction of what they used to be. And so that mentality of constantly pushing yourself um, to um, you know, challenge your beliefs and, and preconceived notions and, and how you do everything. So constantly reinventing yourself, right? I, I think that's uh, um, super important. And, and wherever I've been, where there's been continued growth, um, that has certainly been uh, an important factor. And, and then I think we've touched on this a lot already, but it, it comes down to the people. And even if you are, um, even where I've been at, at a software company like Microsoft, right, where tech drives billions of, you know, the software drives billions of dollars, um, without the people to, to run the business and innovate and, and create and engage with partners, clients, and, and consumers, um, great software doesn't matter. There's also examples where the better product didn't make it because they didn't have all of the other things, right? Yeah, no, I love that. I think um, to I think you said yeah to adapt or die. It's great. It reminds me of um. There's a I'm, I'm obviously British. There's an, an English writer actually who uh, he was he was a priest and a writer, and he used to say to live is to change, and to change often is to be perfect. And it was that idea that everything that lives and continues is always consistently evolving. So I really like that, and um, I loved as well. Obviously, what you said there. I think around being customer centric. Um, and actually doing good work and being of good service sounds like over and above revenue at all costs seems to be, you know, the, the kind of mantra. And as you said, the, the former there should, should feed the latter. It should, it should ultimately drive revenue. Yeah. I, I, I love that quote from the writer. Um, you'll have to send me an email and tell me what that is later. But, you know, the, the other part that jumps out at me there too, out at me there too is, you know, we, we talked about people and, and you're talking about, the willingness to constantly change. And I think um, uh, I'll say culture or work environment is, is critical in that. And, and so the places where I think people can, can actually be self-reflective and question what they're doing and change, there has to be, um, call it uh, that psychological safety, right? So you can take smart risks, you can take calculated risks, you can challenge each other um, without it becoming sort of personal and everybody becoming overly sensitive, right? And, and so long as we're all aligned on what the goals are, the values are, and how we communicate and how we make decisions, having challenging conversations actually becomes a lot of fun. It becomes a catalyst for growth and it mm -hmm. becomes a catalyst for that change. And so I think, you know, when you, it, when you said what you said about that or the quote, it, it sparked a memory and that's really important to these businesses that I think continue to grow. Yep quarter after quarter year after year absolutely fantastic well we are i think we're coming up to the end of time we could probably just keep going but uh but yeah i'll to draw it to a close but i want to thank you so much santo for everything you've shared both from your own personal perspective told us a lot more about new engine as well obviously some great work there so congratulations again um, and yeah thank you so much just for being a part of this and for sharing um, all of your insights and knowledge awesome thank you yeah i really enjoyed it no problem thanks again and to our listeners thank you very much until next time goodbye <laughs>